insane. That is one of the great comebacks in Calgary Flames history. Welcome back to the Firestarter Podcast, Episode 8 of the new season. And very pleased to welcome our guest today, Andrew Mangiapani. Andrew, how's it going, man? I'm good. Thanks for uh, having me. Uh, I'm excited. All right, great. Uh, appreciate you doing this. Uh, kind of a nice break, four days between games. I don't see that very often when it's not the bye week in the NHL, but I think duly needed for everybody to get a little rest. Uh, did you get up to anything over the last few days? Yeah, it was definitely good to get uh, to get the rest in. Um, last, I guess, a couple road trips, you know, we were on the road and all that. But yeah, I didn't didn't really do too much. Uh, first, I guess, couple of days, just kind of stayed at home you know, with the guys and all that. Uh, yeah, I went did some grocery shopping, some laundry, just some household. Just getting caught up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just getting caught up on everything. And then, yeah, and then the next two days we were here at practice. And, you know, it was good. Two practice days that uh, were well needed. And we uh, got our, uh, I guess, legs underneath us. Yeah, so l- let's dig into these last few games a little bit. Um, you know, obviously it was a, it was a tougher month in November. But, I mean, started to heat up at the end. 3-0-1 in the last four. And, you know, from the outside perspective, things have been kind of progressively been getting better in each one of those games. What have you seen? Yeah, well, I think we're playing uh, pretty decent hockey. I think there's still, I guess, room for us to grow. I think just, but the way we've been playing, we've been competing more, you know, um, sticking with the structure, getting pucks deep, making the play when the play's there, you know, getting it deep. But yeah, I think uh, we're starting to play, um, play the way we can. And, you know, we got to keep going and keep building off it. You know, interesting, yesterday when we had a chance to talk to Jeff Ward, uh, he had a few interesting comments about wanting to meet with every player this week and just kind of make sure everybody's on the same page. And he used a word that I found interesting anyway, empowered. You know, he wants you guys to be a part of the conversation and the decision-making process. Um, Not that maybe that didn't exist before, but I mean, obviously having those meetings and having him on the staff, even going back to last year, what have you seen in him as a coach? Yeah, he's a a good coach. He's, you know, he's smart. And uh, just, uh, I guess, the point on that, I think he wants everybody's kind of intel, I guess, especially from, I guess, the the older guys, right, and even from the younger guys. But I think just, you know, getting people, uh, getting our players feedback and what they want and, you know, how they feel, whatever it is, just maybe on game days or, you know, what we want to do in practice, we want to battle more or whatever it may be, right. So he's kind of using the information that I guess we're almost giving him to, you know, to help us, right, and, you know, that's good. And uh, and just me personally, I think just with him, uh, you could ask for, I guess, help and, you know, he shows you some video clips and, and just always wants uh, you to be better and, you know, just and that helps the team be better. So on that note, how has, you know, from the player's standpoint, how has it evolved maybe over the last few years and how you you interact with your coaches at every level? Because obviously we know technology is, of course, a big part of it with you're getting immediate feedback on the bench and you're looking at it the following day and now you're having these more personal conversations. Is it is it a lot different than maybe it was a couple of years ago? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. But I, I like you said, all the, the video and you know, the, all the feedback, it's good, right? Because you want to, I guess, learn from your learn from your mistakes, not necessarily, I guess, you're doing the wrong play or whatnot, but if everybody's, uh, I guess, on the same page, uh, you know, you can you can build off each other, right? I think that's that's important now in today's game, and, you know, that, I guess, comes from a lot from video, and, and yeah, that's, it's good. Let's go back a little bit and talk about your time at Barry, and obviously that shaped you into the player you are today, but uh, we, when we talked to you a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about how you were you were always doubted. You were kind of that underdog guy, made it as a walk-on. Uh, how did that opportunity in Barry come about, and maybe what did you do to make such a strong impression on them? Yeah, it was kind of a mess of a road and all that, but it was basically <laughs> uh, basically started in hockey, uh, high school hockey, sorry. Uh, one of my friend's dads knew the assistant coach, uh, Todd Miller. Okay. Uh, so then they invited me out to, uh, I guess, uh, 
one of Todd Miller's camps out in, you know, Saga Beach, and, you know, I just kind of just kind of did good there, and then they invited me from there to, you know, Barry's camp, and then I just basically uh, played good at Barry's camp, and I was a walk-on uh, free agent there. And I got to give thanks, you know, Dale and Todd and, you know, the whole, I guess, Barry staff organization. And, you know, they were they were great to me. I don't know what I'd be doing right now <laughs> if, uh, if it wasn't for them. I don't know where I'd be uh, playing, but, yeah, it was uh, – Honestly, it was just a, it's a crazy moment. It's still kind of surreal if I look back on it to where I am today. And, uh, yeah, it was a crazy story, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy it happened. Where So at that point then, where was your hockey career going at that point? Did you know? Yeah, or, or was hockey even maybe doubted at that point? Yeah, a little bit, right? I think I went to Barrie just to, even to not to make the team. It was to, you know, almost measure myself up against – you know, other players that were drafted in the first round and all that, right. just because I thought I was a good player. I think my, you know, my parents thought I was a good player, but I don't know. There was so much, I guess, doubt in people's minds because I don't know, right? So it was just I was going there. Obviously, I'd love to make the team, and that was my mindset going in. But it was really okay. Let's see if I have a career. Let's see if these guys are really, you know, really amazing and everything. And I'm just uh, kind of, I don't know, just blocked off type thing, right? But I was, yeah, it was just it's crazy. I was probably thinking going to NCAA as okay. well, right? I was a smaller player, right? And you look like a lot of smaller players go NCAA, like, you know, Johnny and everyone. So that was my, I guess, my plan was to try to go NCAA, and, you know, I was doing good at school. But, yeah, and then this opportunity came, and I, you know, I jumped on it. Yeah, but never lost sight of, of hockey, clearly, right? It was always, you were, no matter what you wanted to do, you yeah. wanted to find a path somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So it was always, I was told always, though, NCAA, go NCAA, smaller guy just go get your go get your schooling and everything and I was like okay yeah 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 and then all of a sudden Barry kind of offered me a spot and then I could just kind of took it nice did you uh you were considering NCAA did was there any educational component there that interests you too or? um nothing really yeah. not yet I was just kind of still, still focusing early, yeah. yeah I was still focusing on just getting good grades at the time right and I know you had to do your SATs and do all that. So I was actually studying for those, you know, planning oh, wow. to write it and whatever. And then just never end up happening. Nice. Well, you're ready anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, okay, so you get that opportunity, you make the most of it. And uh, clearly so many good players have come out of that program. And in your time, I think everybody gravitates to the, you know, the Kevin LeBanks, of course, Rasmus Anderson here too. Yeah. Uh, Starting with LeBanc, I mean, you guys had really good chemistry, it seemed, on the outside. What kind of led to that, and how was your relationship to be as dominant as you two were at that level? Yeah, I don't, honestly, we just always, I guess, just kind of gelled, right? I think uh, my first year uh, and his first year, he uh, he drove me all the time to school and to the rink and all that. We lived uh, pretty close to each other. So I think that's where we kind of built our chemistry. We, we were always always together for you know, going to the rank, going to school, you know, going back to the rank, dropping me off, and then doing the same thing the next day, right? So we uh, built a lot of chemistry out to start, and then just on the years, we just always kept hanging out and uh, on and off the ice, and that's how we kind of, I guess, built our relationship. And that's what's like in junior. Hey, you can't yeah. <laughs> like the guy or not. You're spending a lot of time with exactly, each other, right? right? Yeah, so that's it's what the – you're kind of moving away from home, and everybody's kind of in the same boat, so yeah. – all the, you know, you're a close, I guess, group of players when you're in junior, right? And especially when they're close to your house, you're always, hey, you want to hang out type thing. For right? sure. Whatever, whatever it may be, whether it's video games or, you know, go and catch something to eat or go watch a movie, whatever it is, right? So you're always kind of, and he was kind of always my driver the first year because I didn't have a car. So 
Um, but yeah, it was good. And he was probably angry that he always had to drive me around. But <laughs> just being a good teammate. I guess, yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So we see him here. Um, but what type of guy was Rasmus Anderson when he was 17 or 18? Years old? Uh, he's still the same guy. So no, he's he's always he's always been the same guy. He's uh, plays with a lot of confidence. He's a confident person, right? And that's who he is, right? So you gotta, I know that's uh, how he is, but he's a he's a great guy, right? You yeah. always joke and tease around with him and all that. So he was, uh, he actually lived pretty close to us as well in Barry. So it was kind of always us three, kind of always hanging out as well. So is um, yeah, we built a great bond, and you know it was kind of surreal to be drafted to the same team. That was uh, nice going into it, looking back on it. Um, you don't really know anyone when you were kind of getting drafted, yeah. usually, right, and all that. So when I was went to the camp and all that, and he was here, it's kind of it's good to have, I guess, a buddy and a familiar face. So. For sure. And we roommates down in Stockton as well. Okay, for, right on. For a year there, so yeah, we were pretty close. Uh, but yeah, he's a great guy, and uh, just happy to, I guess, almost go through, I guess, the same path together. Celebrate the Flames' 40th season with your friends, family, everyone you know. Plan your next group gathering, company event, or party with the Calgary Flames at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Group benefits include block seating, ticket savings, and designated coordinators to help you create the ultimate package. Unique group options include Sea of Red Reserved and Loft experiences. For more info and to book a group event, visit calgaryflames.com group. The Sea of Red lives here. Coming in your first year and all that, you want to have a roommate just to, you know, just to, I don't even know, just to, I guess, live together, right? Because at that time, you're kind of, it's your first year, you're actually kind of, that's your first time living away yeah. for most guys, right? Uh, no billets, no nothing like that, right? So you got to learn how to cook and clean for yourself. So I was doing that for Razi while he was <laughs> sitting there watching TV. So that was... That's good. That doesn't sound like him. No, no, yeah. no. It doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> uh, not to go on the subject of Rasmus. I mean, we saw it the other the other day at practice. He he like laid you out pretty good, and then yeah. you gave him a shot back, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that almost seemed because he didn't stop chirping at all after that for the yeah. rest of practice. This is that kind of him going back to his junior days Ex- too. Oh yeah, but that's what it is. We're kind of kind of like brothers and all that. We've been together for so long that if he hits me, I'm not happy. If I hit him, he's not happy. <laughs> So it's uh it's a little I guess give and take there and uh, brotherly love I guess yeah you got full value out of that shot <laughs> yeah 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 needed to <laughs> uh, on the subject of of Barry I mean hockey fights cancer month just wrapped up and uh, obviously great great program a number of great initiatives by all thirty one teams in the league and uh, we know that Dale Howardchuck's going through a tough battle right now but uh, as a coach and a mentor to you over the years what did he mean to you and, and do you still kind of lean on him a little bit yeah it's definitely I guess uh sad uh I didn't know that he's going through all this but he's a strong he's a strong guy so I'm sure he'll he'll make it out and everything so uh, I was it's um Justin Barry he was just kind of always always there for me right uh me being undrafted like I said and you know he was kind of bringing me in and he kind of believed in me and you know that gave me belief in almost myself that you know Dale Howard Chuck likes me Ugh, that's a it's a big compliment right so I still keep in touch with him and, you know, ask him for, you know, advice and everything like that. And I still go uh, golfing with his son and all that. So I still see them around and if I go up to Barry, I'll, you know, I'll say hi and all that. So it's uh, it's definitely sad what's going on, but you know, I'm sure you'll make it out of it. Yeah, yeah he's so, a fighter, that's for sure. Yes. When you get out there too, I mean, is it, you know, you talk about being a walk-on. Is that almost a starstruck kind of moment where you're on the ice and then all of a sudden, whoa, 
You know, this, yeah. is, this is a, one of the best players to ever play the game now, yeah. and you're kind of learning things from under him. Yeah, he, he still has it, too, when he goes out He does. There, right? yeah. So he's there. He, he's, I get why they call him Ducky and everything like that. But, yeah, yeah no, he goes out there, and he's still – Flick, flick of the wrist goes bar down and you know you're just there watching him going oh wow that's pretty good yeah don't know how he's doing that but it somehow <laughs> always goes in so yeah he's a he's a great guy and I, I wouldn't be here without him yeah it's crazy we were watching him at the heritage classic a couple of years ago and he was just ripping around there yeah. the thing about those guys too they're just so competitive and they, yeah. that never leaves them right <laughs> no i know even whatever we were doing i guess three on three battles he'd still be playing with us and he'd still be in there and you know competing and you know, trying to score and doing all that, right? So it's, uh, yeah, that's who he is. And, you know, he's uh, he's come very competitive and, you know, he'll make it out of it. When you're a young guy breaking into the NHL, uh, you obviously look at a lot of mentors. I'm sure you've had a lot in your life and your career to this point. But anybody in particular in this dressing room that, that you've leaned on and sort of helped you make that transition? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys, right? I think, um, I think last year was big uh, when I was playing with Doc. Um, he was kind of... We were line mates, so I kind of always, you know, if I didn't know a drill or if I didn't know what to do in a game or whatnot, I was always, you know, he was kind of always knew what to do. And, you know, I think that's, I think that was big for me coming in, right? Just, uh, and he, I guess, let me play with confidence, right? He said, you know, don't worry, man, you know, play your game, play with confidence, right? So he was kind of, he was kind of the big guy for me coming into it just because, you know, I think uh, I was struggling with my confidence and he kind of, I guess, helped me out of it and, you know, kept me calm. And, you know, that just, I guess, just that, uh, I guess, the line, even whatever, Hathaway, when he was here last year, that was just uh, those, I guess, two, I guess, I don't know, it was just kind of helped me get out of, I guess, my, I guess, the, you know, the lack of confidence. It helped me play with confidence. And then from there, it was just, you know, it was just, I guess, then we just started to play good. Right? Yeah, and that's, and confidence is, I mean, yeah. we know that's key, but I mean, for a guy too, you were, you know, putting up the points that you were in junior and probably found the transition difficult as every player does, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that, that's probably what you're referring to in terms of confidence? Yeah, exactly. Right. It was always, you know, do I make the play or do I, you know, play the safe card and, you know, dump it in or should I make, you know, make the extra pass that's there and it's open and right. And it was just, um, you know it coming up. Everyone says, you know, don't dive, don't uh, dip your toe in the water. Just kind of dive in right. and all that, right? So you knew it and all that. And it was just more okay. Almost first couple of games was almost a feel out process, but you can't do that, right? You right. gotta kind of showcase what you have, right? And you know that's uh, they helped me do that. You said uh, that Rasmus was your roommate. You do you, you still have a roommate on the road or no? You're you're no, alone no. now. Yeah, alone now. You graduated. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Kicked him out. That's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I know some of the guys are heavy into gaming and things like that on the road. Is that you? Uh, not on the road. Sometimes you know, I'll play at home and all that. But yeah, it's not not too much. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What what are uh, what kind of stuff do you like to get to away from the rink? I know I know time is you know limited, but you know maybe a stretch where you get some time off like this one. What do you like to get up to around the city? Yeah, that's tough. Honestly, <laughs> um, usually. Just just like to hang out with uh, you know a lot of the guys, right? Uh, I don't know, do some things around the house. I don't, I don't do too much. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Right. Just keep the house tidy. You know, get some groceries, do those things. But yeah, I just uh, mostly hang out with the guys and get together, whatever it may be, watch football or whatever. It's. Uh, but yeah, I'm a pretty simple guy. Yeah, you know, but. but it's funny you say that almost jokingly, but it's true, right? Because you're you're playing every other day, and it's almost like rest. Yeah. I mean, more than ever, right? That's probably yeah. becoming a big component of your life during the season, right? A hundred percent, right? I think that's a uh, key. I think uh, preparation is, you know, key, and that's uh, and that's getting your rest when you can, right? Uh, 
like you said, we almost play every other every other uh, day. So when you get a couple of days off, you're kind of almost okay. I just want to almost relax, you know, watch TV, just uh, keep it mellow or whatever, right? So just um, it's true, but yeah, I don't don't do too much. But yeah, <laughs> uh, your last name, obviously, I'm sure you've seen it on the scoreboard, yeah, the fancy yeah. graphics and stuff that have been created, but. Uh, the literal translation we all know about, but did you grow up? Was it a traditional Italian upbringing, or um, what, what would you say? Yes and no. I, um, my dad's, I guess, uh, you know, Italian and all that, and that's I mean, obviously where I get the last name from and everything. So I go over to his side, and you know, I go to my nonno and nonna's, I guess, I guess house, and then okay, yeah, you have the, all the <laughs> traditional foods and everything. But then my mom, she's I guess Scottish and Polish, so then it's all go over to my grandmother's side and then we do all I guess the Scottish dances or whatnot at New Year's and stuff like wow. that right so I uh, get the I guess the best of both worlds there and yeah it's uh it's fun are there any like Scottish or Italian holiday events that you'll be no everyone I guess just all Christmas and Is New it? Year's okay. and all that right so I, I know my grandmother, when we go over to, I guess, her house, we do some, uh, I couldn't even tell you what it is. It's <laughs> some dance, I don't even know, but it's uh, one of the traditions that I guess she's kind of been passing on. Awesome. Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you doing this. And fans, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week.